Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors. We discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Jessica Toon. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hello, Jessica. Hey, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, and I swear this will become apparent why it's relevant in a second. You know, you don't have to worry about our topic if you're a vampire realtor. Really? Why That's is true. that? Thank you. Now, thanks I, for playing along now with me. I need to know more. Please. Well, vampires, if you believe in the legends, don't die. They live forever. Mm-hmm. A couple issues. Can't go out during the day. Obviously, garlic's right. a no-no. Yeah, some Mirrors, there. a problem. And maybe a, a issue talking with your clients about fixtures if you're a vampire oh. or afraid of mirrors and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you're a vampire listening to this, first of all, welcome. Thank you for listening. Welcome. Please comment and, and like and subscribe us. But this may be irrelevant to you. For all of you non-vampires, we're going to talk about today a topic that's not at all funny, so we're going to shift very quickly into serious mode. We're going to talk about business continuity. Yeah, great way to make it lighthearted, John. I mean, I tried. Not <laughs> didn't try successfully, but I did try. It's, that's what counts. I think so. So we've received several questions recently about what to do if a broker or a salesperson in your office dies. Now, obviously, there will be emotional considerations, but there's also legal and business concerns that you need to address. We actually did a podcast on this very topic a while back, but because of some recent questions we've gotten, we thought we would revisit it. So for most issues involving a brokerage, our advice is to have a written plan in place. That goes for everything that you do in your office, all your policies and procedures. But it's especially important for business continuity purposes because you might not be available to answer any questions that come up from your agents. So having a written plan is particularly important here for several reasons. One, if there's only one broker in the office and that broker passes away, there needs to be a set plan in place for whomever comes in to take over the business, which we'll get to in a second. That's right. But also, the real estate world isn't going to stop for a mourning period. Deadlines continue to run, and without a quick action that a written plan can provide, your clients might suffer. If there's an office with multiple brokers and the managing broker passes away or otherwise becomes disabled, it's a relatively simple fix you can find a broker change form on Depor's website and pretty quickly enact the line of succession in the firm that you've already established. The more complicated situation, and the one that drives questions to the legal hotline, is what happens when the only broker in a firm becomes unable to continue his or her duties. The state code in section 54.1-2109 gives BREB the authority to grant approval to someone without a real estate license to wind up a deceased broker's business in the following order. 1. A personal representative qualified by the court to administer to the deceased broker's estate. 2. If there's no personal representative, then an agent designated under a power of attorney if the power of attorney expressly references the code section. 3. If neither of the first two apply, the executor named in the deceased broker's will. 4. If none of the first three apply, then an adult family member of the disabled or deceased broker or... And finally, number five, if none of the first four apply, then an employee of the disabled or deceased broker. If all else fails and none of these apply, VREB can simply appoint, quote, any other suitable person. To provide a bit more background, we should probably give an incredibly quick primer on some of the terms we just used. A personal representative is the person whom a circuit court has determined should be in charge of a deceased person's estate. That happens after the estate goes through what is known as probate, 
where a court hears testimony under oath and swears in the personal representative. A power of attorney allows a person to designate someone else to act on his or her behalf. You often see this with regards to medical care and things like that. But the code says that the power of attorney must specifically reference this statute in order to be effective. If you have a power of attorney or are thinking about drafting one, you should definitely talk to an attorney and make sure everything that you have in there checks out and is legit. It's also important to remember that there are logistical things associated with running any business that should be covered in any succession plan. Things like the lease for your physical office space or account passwords that only one person might know. Now, it's important to note that we are not advocating that you write down all your office passwords and tape them up on the fridge in the break room. Uh, you still need to practice smart uh, tech strategies, including making sure all of your passwords are secure. Yeah, and we actually had a podcast topic on this, John, a few months back on cybersecurity. So revisit that if you want to know more about what we just talked about there. Uh, while the death or disability of a broker impacts an entire business, individual agents should also have a plan in place in case something happens to them. Some things to include in that plan are how your business entity, be it an LLC or something else, is going to be wound down and where any money in your accounts should be directed. Agents should also review the office policy manual for their broker and make sure they understand how clients and commissions will be handled in the event of the broker's death or disability. Take it to the legal hotline. All right, John, time for some legal hotline questions. I'm ready. A friend of mine who was the broker and only agent in his firm recently passed away. I would like to help wind down the business and work with any remaining clients, but I'm not sure how to go about it. What can I do? Well, there are several ways that you can go about this as a licensee. First, as a broker, you can get a concurrent license and work for both your current firm and your new firm. You might want to reach out to the VREB and explain the situation first, though. We can't say definitively how the board will decide individual cases, but generally they could allow a broker to come in as long as they're doing it for the sole purpose of winding down a business with actually, without actually getting a concurrent license. But again, you should make sure to write to the VREB and explain what's happening. Uh, you could also absorb the firm's businesses into your firm, that would require consent from all the clients who still have outstanding agreements with the deceased broker. You'd also need to check into whether the friend's brokerage agreements are set up to survive the broker's death. That might require an attorney's advice on the specific legal language of those agreements. You can also use the process laid out in the code that we talked about a little bit earlier and try to qualify as a personal representative of the deceased broker's estate. If the broker is disabled, he or she may draft a power of attorney specifically naming you as the person who can help wind down the firm. All right, Jessica, a local broker passed away and his family was going through his things and found 20 years of contracts and brokerage agreements. His family has reached out to me to ask what they need to retain. What should I tell them? Well, the simple general answer is that brokers must keep certain documents for at least three years. However, the family is really asking you for something very close to a legal opinion. So it's safest for you to direct them to depor if they have any questions about winding down his business and what documents to retain. If they have an estate attorney, he or she would be a good resource in that situation as well. All right, last question, John. All right. A friend of mine is a solo broker and is going through some significant health issues. He would like for me to take over his business so that he can close it down and protect his clients. Can I just draft a normal power of attorney for him to make that happen? Well, you should really be very careful about what you're drafting and for whom. Power of attorney is a legal document that should be prepared by an attorney. In this case, based on the code, the POA needs to specifically reference the provisions in code section 54.1-2109. You should get him to contact an attorney who is familiar with the state issues and ask the attorney to draft something. 
As a reminder, Virginia State Bar has an excellent attorney referral service that can provide 30 minutes of legal advice from a local attorney who practices in whatever area you require. The number is 804-775-0808 in Richmond, the Richmond metro area that is, or anywhere else, 1-800-552-7977. All right, so just a few more ways to limit your risk. Planning ahead is the best way to limit the risk to you and your clients. Make sure you have a detailed will that names an executor of your estate and directs him or her on how to wind up your business. You should also make sure that your office policy manual spells out exactly what will happen should you or one of your agents die or become disabled. And we say this a lot, but this week's topic really requires us to drive it home. Don't practice law without a license. A lot of the documents that we mentioned today should be drafted by an attorney. You want to make sure that you're not offering legal advice to your clients or to anyone else, really, unless you also have a law degree and pass the bar. Because as a reminder, unauthorized practice of law is an actual crime, so you want to be very careful about what you do and what you offer. When in doubt, talk to an attorney. Just not us, as you'll hear shortly in our disclaimer. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four member section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service. It does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.